folks, welcome to the Man Overseas Podcast. My guest today is Julia Va. She works in guest services at a luxury hotel in the Riviera Maya, that's in Mexico. We're coming to you now from Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Playa, as it is known to many Americans, has some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Though right now there's a lot of seaweed, but there are a lot, there's a lot of other things to do. And uh, maybe Julia will share what those things are because she's lived here for four and a half years. And I'm really excited to chat with her. She's got a really interesting story. So let me welcome Julia to the show. Julia, welcome to the Man Overseas Podcast. How are you? Hi, thank you, Brad. Very good. <laughs> Very excited for our little hangout conversation. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you coming into uh, my, my borrowed makeshift studio here. We had to move <laughs> around because the carpet, there was no carpet in the other room and it wasn't absorbing our infor- our, um, our voices. So thank you for the help moving the furniture. Oh, you're welcome. Now we have also yoga mat here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. And a mirror, big mirror and... Um, and big namaste sign. So I think we're in a good uh, atmosphere here. <laughs> yeah, cool. So do you want to tell people how we met? Well, you, uh, I've been working at Thompson Hotel, one of the most like a party famous uh, centric uh, places and there was like a guy who almost lived uh, (laughs) permanently in our hotel and instead of uh, having a coming back, I don't know, from the Coca-Bonga party in the morning, he was going with his books uh, (laughs) to study some Spanish. So that was very like uh, (laughs) very high it like everyone knew him I mean whom else would do it <laughs> <laughs> right in Carmen yeah so just prior to my 35th birthday I quote-unquote retired to travel the world and it was only supposed to be a year off but when my year was finished I realized that I hadn't scratched all all of the things I wanted to accomplish off my list so I wanted to learn Spanish in a Spanish-speaking country that was important to me so Someone recommended Playa, Playa del Carmen, and I checked it out. And yes, the hotel where I stayed while I was studying Espanol, nivel uno, <laughs> was the Thompson Hotel. And yeah, that's how we got to know each other. And I, I thought, this girl is really nice, and she talks with a, a pretty cool accent. So where, where are you from? I'm from Russia. Russia. Yes. Very cool. So what was growing up in Russia like? Oh, I mean... Super cold. (laughs) 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 Yes, and my city, you know, like usually when I say that I'm from Russia, everyone says like, oh, like Moscow, St. Petersburg. And I was like, no, it's actually Vladivostok. And then silence starts because (laughs) no one uh, really ever heard about it. Yes, exactly. It's like uh, southeast of Russia super close to China. It's like five hours drive to China and one hour flight to Japan. Whoa, okay. So that's really far east. It's super far east. Uh, it's on the um, Japanese sea. Ah. So it's very pretty, very exciting, a very beautiful place during the summertime. But mm-hmm. summertime we have for like two months. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I would say Four months a year, we have like minus 20 Fahrenheit, so that's why I'm in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you only have two months where you have decent temperatures where you can yeah. get in a swimming pool? Does yes. it get hot enough to get in a swimming pool? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not most like, it's more like ocean, you know, like and camping and yeah. uh, hiking and being like more outdoor because like people wait for it for so long. So they don't yeah. want just to chill out in swimming pool. It's more about, you know, like living your life in these two little months uh, yeah. and enjoying yourself. That's cool. It reminds me of Calgary and Chicago. Whenever I visit there in the summer, mm-hmm. I think, why don't I live here? Because everybody is out enjoying themselves and they seem to be into health and fitness. And I think this is my kind of place. And then somebody reminds me that it is miserable in the winter and you can't even go yeah, outside. It's, it's horrible in the winter. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. And I mean, everything is functioning, you know, like no one would ever cancel the school or like work. It's not an excuse to not to show up uh, because, I mean, that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not like if your car got a frozen engine, uh, it's <laughs> like you should not uh, go to work yeah well it's I can tell you it's like that in Houston because if it dips below 36 degrees Fahrenheit <laughs> we're not going to school that day and you wake up early and you check the uh, the ticker of course everybody would check 
online on an app nowadays, but you would wake up and turn on the news and just wait for that little ticker at the bottom of the screen to tell you whether or not your school district was closed. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't take much. And so I think that most of Russians, like, isn't it something like 90% of Russians live on the west side by St. Petersburg and Moscow? Mostly because people uh, try to move over there because they see more opportunities and uh, like over there, but which is not really true because, I mean, it's just two main cities, you know, like you cannot move 90% uh, of population over there. Mm -hmm. So like Russia is like very, very spread out. So like on the east side, we also have a huge uh, cities. It's just they're like maybe less known because mm -hmm. not many people actually make it there. Mm -hmm. Usually people uh, know about it either they served in the military because it used to be a very important uh, uh, military um, port, my, mm -hmm. my city, or because they have like this crazy dream uh, to, to take a Trans-Siberian train mm -hmm. and cross and uh, go from Moscow all the way. Like in my city, that's where Trans-Siberian uh, train finishes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. When was that built? Oh, yeah, a long time ago. It was, long time ago. It yes. was. It was. Um, it was a track during the Soviet Union then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it takes like seven days to cross uh, by train to Russia. What? Seven days? Like from my city to Moscow, it's a ten hours flight. Whoa, <laughs> that is crazy. And you're crossing a. You're. You're going across Siberia, right? Yeah, or, or no, so, you, like a little bit more like south, okay. yeah, like even like more like middle. Yeah, yeah pretty much like, actually like, so like from south to a little bit more like, um, uh, like from southeast to like middle uh, west. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So tell me what it was like growing up in Russia as a kid <laughs> or, or the Soviet Union. What year were you born? I was born in August 1991, like okay. uh, one month before Soviet Union crashed. Whoa. <laughs> so I do still remember like a lot of, you know, like left behind from Soviet Union because I was pretty, like it took of course a long time before it changed. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, like my parents, like how they lived, I remember it. Um, the funny thing, it's all uh, apartment. Uh, whenever you go to your grandparents, to your friends, to your neighbor, to like whomever, you find the same wallpapers, the same <laughs> carpet, same furniture, same uh, everyone wearing the same boots uh, <laughs> because uh, it was a closed uh, country, so they didn't have like uh, any uh, import. Mm. So like uh, everything was uh, equal. I mean, mm. like a social communism. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like uh, I was uh, lucky to have a Barbie girl, uh, a Barbie toy, because my uh, grand grandfather he was a uh, marine, so he was like passing by states, and he bought me a Barbie. Wow. It was like the happiest. <laughs> and you remember that? Yes, I remember it because like I was the fanciest girl in the kindergarten. Awesome. How old were you? Uh, like uh, six or seven. So it was already almost 2000 then. Yeah. And like uh, I only one was with a Barbie girl. <laughs> wow. Do you have other happy memories from childhood or would you say it was not a happy childhood? I mean, no, it was a very, I mean, it was very happy childhood, like my parents, you know, they were very loving, you know, especially uh, we, we did a lot, a lot of uh, outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. Again, like, you know, I don't remember when, like my first cell phone, I had it when I was like 11 years old, like uh, colorful TV also maybe around this time. Mm -hmm. So it was... Like everything came in Russia like very late, mm. or maybe specifically in my part of Russia. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, so we, we had to do a lot of outdoor activities, like a lot of camping, hiking. I used to live uh, like when I was fourteen, like between. Uh, 12 to like 16 every summer time I was spending uh, one month on the island what island like uh, it's a uh, it's called Russian island it's like a couple hours uh, by a ferry from my um, 
from my uh, city. And I mean, but on an island, like camping, you'd have just camping, cooking on a fire, like sleeping under the stars. Mm. Uh, you could uh, go uh, snorkel in the ocean, like free dive and uh, get like uh, all, you know, like a king crab, uh, everything. It was, oh, it was cool. incredible. So it was a very, very like happy childhood about like outdoor activities. That's cool. So your parents lived under Soviet communism do they share mm -hmm. any of that experience with you do you do you know how they felt once the the empire collapsed do you have any knowledge of any do they share any of that with you um they did it's just like since i was born at this time like my mom she didn't care absolutely what's going on like outside. She was like, even if it's on the end of the world, like I'm <laughs> having my yeah, baby. Maybe, yeah. She was like, it doesn't matter. But uh, I remember them telling about the, like uh, the collapse of, uh, I mean, like money-wise uh, when it happened. Um, how do you call it? Uh, oh, when the crash of the the Berlin Wall. No, 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 no. The oh, inflation. Oh, inflation. The inflation when it happened. So like all mm. uh, people, like all uh, people had uh, all their money uh, like pretty much in the piggy banks. Mm. So when inflation happened, uh, it's just yeah. if you didn't, you had like a, a night to change your money. If not, like it was uh, worth nothing. Wow. So like that's when it happened. Like all this. Uh, dark 90s when someone became like a super uh, riches and someone like lost everything mm -hmm. a lot of like pressure of suicides and because people who were lucky enough uh, to like to follow you know like what to do because no one even had no idea what to do you know mm -hmm. so but a lot of people when they made the right decisions and uh, they were able you know like to either invest those money or change those money uh, they made their businesses and everything, but mm. a lot of people lost like everything. And your refrigerator probably became your most valuable asset. Exactly, like time. everything that you have like in a, like your house, your apartment, uh, that's it. Mm. And so Mikhail Gorbachev, is he held up as, as a hero to people that you know, or? Mm. I mean, I would say yes, because you know, like, People in Russia, they are so, I mean, now it changes a lot, but uh, before, like after uh, uh, after Soviet Union, people didn't never really had a choice uh, to laugh or not to laugh uh, mm -hmm. their leaders, leader, exactly, yeah. their leaders. So uh, it was how it is, you know. Yeah. Same that it's what same what's going on right now with uh, Putin. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what he does. Like people, they don't really have a choice. Uh, he's like more even like a monarch than a president. So. Yeah. Yeah, I see where he's got about an eighty-five percent approval rating at all times. Is that accurate or is that? fudged or you know is it is that made up I mean can you not say that you disagree with Putin I mean I don't really follow right now like the like all those you know like politician stuff because mm -hmm. like we never know you know what is behind uh, behind yeah. it and you know I don't want to get arrested by uh, KGB <laughs> neither tomorrow morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So better not to say anything bad about him. But uh, yeah, like right now, actually, my mom was telling that uh, if they just made a law about uh, like being disrespectful for politicians, so like if you post like a meme, you know, like or. Like, yeah, if you post, like, a funny meme, you know, like, a judging or something, you can actually end up in prison. Whoa. And it's, like, a new law this year of uh, 2019. So you would never consider saying anything negative about Putin on Facebook? Mm, I would not risk it. <laughs> you wouldn't risk it. That's, that's, that's a good answer. 
Okay, well, then I won't continue down that line of questioning. Yes, yes. <laughs> what about Chernobyl? There's a really popular show on HBO right now about the Chernobyl disaster. Is that something that you had heard of? I mean, I heard about show. I haven't watched it, but it was a big part of uh, also um, like educational program. You know, like in, uh, in Russia, it's very still high level of uh, like like but patriotical level you know like they teach us a lot about i would say now you know like when i can kind of look on it uh, from the past uh, um show us a lot of uh, you know like sad uh, historical moments you know like uh, about like these huge disasters about uh, like second world war is the longest longest uh, uh, class, you know, like in uh, in schools, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, not just uh, facts, but also a lot of stories of uh, uh, like personal stories, you know, mm-hmm. like with uh, names, with uh, because uh, every single person I had uh, like a family member who died in the Second World War. Yeah. So it's like very personal stuff. So and also like including Chernobyl, it's like a global like disaster for Russia, but more about uh, like. A, personal you know it's uh, mm-hmm. so everyone know about it everyone you know it still has a lot of uh, effect uh, on some generation after mm-hmm. then so yes it's like uh, very like upsetting uh, story yeah. I saw a review by someone who grew up in Russia and I think he's a journalist and he said that life in the Soviet Union has never been so accurately depicted as it is in that HBO show. So supposedly it's very true to life down to the silverware that is used and, you know, the wallpaper and everything. So I I plan to check it out because Russian history fascinates me. Um, My stepdad's favorite movie is uh, the one about the Russian Revolution. Do you you happen to know a movie that's really popular? Oh, Dr. Zhivago. Have you heard of that movie? Yeah, that's his favorite movie. So... Um, were your parents, did they ever consider leaving Russia? No, like they always wanted it for me though. Mm. Like uh, it was coming from like some, uh, I don't know, I think like sub- subconscious level uh, because my father always, always been like very pushy, for example, on learning English. Like mm. he didn't really care about like any other uh, school subjects, but like English, English, English. And I think, I mean, I didn't really have even a chance to practice it because we did not have, like, any tourist visiting or, you know, like, we were not traveling abroad this time. Like, it's pretty, it was pretty hard to travel as well. People, you know, like, I still have a lot, a lot of people I know who never travel abroad. Like, I personally cannot imagine it, like, you know, like, being so close to it's not even about close-minded. I think it's more about opportunities and about uh, um, about priorities. Uh, because like minimum wage in Russia is so low, so people just cannot afford it sometimes. How low is it? Like right now, I would say maybe it's like like three hundred dollars. Three hundred U.S. dollars yes. per month. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, that's pretty low. What is the minimum wage here? Do you know in Mexico or in this part oh, it, of Mexico? It's actually lower, I think. Lower than three hundred dollars yes. a month. And so, like my buddy Oscar, that works as a bellman at mm-hmm. a popular hotel around here. Do you think he makes about two to three hundred dollars a month? Is that oh, fair? he definitely. I guess he makes more, but it's uh, because of tips and like commissions uh, and all this stuff. Like okay. uh, that's why everybody is trying to work in the hotel industry. Mm. That's where you make uh, way more money. Yeah. And then, but if you just uh, and that's uh, like ridiculous uh, here. Uh, if you are graduated from university and you go to work in a bank, you're gonna probably earn like two or maybe three times less than uh, being a bell host uh, carrying on luggage. Wow. That's that's true. That's interesting. And you studied tourism in college, right? I studied tourism in uh, Russia, yes, because I was very uh, uh, 
like it's changed my life it's changed my goals when my parents uh, uh, they actually had a good chance you know like they got the business and uh, they uh, grew up you know like in like a lot you know financially like in the just like two or three years mm. uh, and uh, they brought me to Thailand mm. uh, when I was uh, 16 it was my first uh, big trip of all family together we went uh, in Thailand mm. and it was like uh, life-changing because uh, I remember that my mom always was joking about it she still keep joking about it that uh, back in my childhood I did not uh, believe that uh, that elephants were existing. <laughs> I believe that elephants were magical creatures uh, like which you can only read stories about them. And when I ended up like actually in that Thailand, you know, I mean, of course, by this time I knew that the animal exists, but <laughs> like actually seeing it live and uh, it understanding like some people would never see them, like would never be able to have like such opportunity and it was like so mind-changing, life-changing. Uh, that's like I decided to study tourism. Ah, because yes. of a, a because visit of a to stream. Thailand yes. when you were which, sixteen. Mm -hmm, which wow. is thanks to my parents, of course, for like this, uh, you know, like push and uh, mm -hmm. this opportunity. And where did you go? Bangkok or Phuket? Or? We went to uh, Bangkok. We went Phuket, and we went on islands, the island Kopangan. I'm not familiar with that. Is that near PP or up uh, near Koh Samui? No, it's uh, closer actually to... No, we went, sorry, I used to live on Phuket after, that was another story. <laughs> but uh, we went to Pattaya, so it was like oh, yeah. closer, a little bit closer to Pattaya. Yeah, I know Pattaya. Cool, have you been to Chiang Mai too? No, no. Chiang Mai, no, no, no. I would love to, it's actually maybe for future yeah. trips. So at that time, your parents had you taking English maybe like as a, in addition to school, were you learning English in school yes, and they were pushing I'm in it? Yes, we were learning in the school, uh, plus I had a private teacher, but mm. uh, honestly, everything that I learned, it was completely useless until uh, I started travel. Why? And actually being able to, because a language is about practicing. Yeah. Like, uh, that's why probably like all Russian, you know, famous to have like this horrible accent. <laughs> <Since> you, <laughs> no, it's... They don't really have an opportunity to practice with anyone, you know. Uh -huh. And uh, the teachers, they're Russian. They can teach you grammar, they can teach you words, but yeah. you would never like learn a language without actually living in the country and speaking to like native uh, People like you with your Spanish in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So tell me about your first experience practicing English abroad. I think it actually was uh, Thailand. Uh, yes, like okay. it was very basic, but I was uh, so like I was actually one person who were able. I think able to speak. I think my father that was his uh, idea that he could just relax and like go on reception and. Uh, deal with everything or go in a bar and order him drinks you know so <laughs> he doesn't he didn't need to speak to a waiter i was uh, speaking you know like uh, uh just like with the staff uh. and w what is he drink straight vodka <laughs> <laughs> no he actually prefer whiskey oh yeah right? yes. <laughs> huh. cool so yeah i love thailand and it's amazing what travel can do for you in terms of expanding your horizons and once you get a vision of something of what your life can be mm -hmm. is, yeah, I just wish everybody could travel and immerse themselves in different cultures and learn how it is that people are the same and how people are different. I was telling somebody on a podcast the other day that once you get outside of America, you can view it from a different, you have this orthogonal view where it seems like much of the stress and anxiety that people put on themselves to where they need therapy is mostly just in an effort to raise the standard of living of everyone. So to give you an example, my brother was telling me that a friend of his said that uh, the, they were at like a kid's birthday party or something. And the wife said, my husband works a lot and it's really hard being a single mom. And what she was trying to say is that my husband travels so much for work. She was being, she was trying to be a smart ass and just saying like, it's hard to be a single mom, but she's married obviously to her husband. And so what I told my brother is, well, what could you do? In America, we have three to 4,000 square foot houses, which is double the size of what houses were 30 years ago. 
Um, we all drive fancy cars. I mean, when you spend time in other countries and then you go back to America, you realize, wow, we drive some really excessively fancy cars, right? But that's what America is. It's the land of, of the, the American dream. And you want to, you want your kids to live better than you. Um, and usually, though, that's materially, materially speaking, that you want them to live better than you. So anyway, I appreciate you sharing that. So your first, your first um, experience with English was going to Thailand. In what other ways did travel open your eyes and make you want more out of life? Um, I mean, I did travel a lot in um, Asia since my city is very close uh, like to this part. Mm -hmm. So I went like in uh, South Korea, in a uh, lot many times in China, mm -hmm. and it was uh, like nice and uh, good trips, you know, but I personally never had like so much. Uh, Mm, attraction, you know, like to Asian. Uh, mm. I bet talk. you stand out there, huh? <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, like when I actually traveled to China, like some cities, they were, I mean, now I don't think they do it anymore because the tourism, you know, like is booming, but uh, they would stop me on the street and they started uh, touching my hair and, uh, <laughs> and give me their baby to take a picture with me. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, funny. But um, when I was already studying in a, um, in a tourism university, they had a program to go to Spain for like uh, practice, just for like two weeks, uh, mm -hmm. visit different hotels, and of course, like the culture, vacation, everything. And that's completely blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Europe, Spain, it was, I mean, incredible. Like mm -hmm. I was, when I come back in Russia, like I had in a so big depression Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even want to look out of a window for like a month. <laughs> I Like, honestly, it was uh, so, I don't know, like, I so loved it there, you know, like, people, you know, the culture itself, so like, outgoing, so like, uh, friendly, like, clean streets, uh, weather, of course, uh, and it's uh, so beautiful. And how old were you at that time? I was 18. Oh, okay. I and was so 15, yes. the idea was to learn English while you were... No, it was just... Uh, it was pretty much just a travel organized by university. For, oh. We were visiting different hotels and after we had to write a report, uh, like uh, what's the difference of a different uh, hotel categories, like uh, the star rating and uh, okay. all the stuff, yes. But, but we did it for like two days and another like 12 days we did like party and uh, <laughs> nice. Was that in Madrid, Barcelona? Uh, we did actually a huge um, loop. Uh, we started from Barcelona. Over there we did, uh, I remember all cities from Barcelona, we did uh, Saragossa, Figueras, uh, uh, we came to Madrid, Toledo, Sevilla, he come back to Costa Brava to Yoren de Mar, which was just like a like touristic city and stayed there for a longer time just to enjoy beach and mm. so how did you end up here? Oh my gosh, that's like a long story. Start start with when you graduated college. Because you went to school so in, in Russia. Russia. Exactly. So when I uh, finished my uh, bachelor in Russia, um, I was pretty much by my parents given a choice. Either they give me a nice car, or I can continue study abroad. Mm. I'm surprised your dad, who pushed you to learn English so hard, would give you the option of a car or to continue <laughs> studying. I mean, it still was like option, but it was like so obvious that <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, right. of course, I choose studying. Yeah. And studying was in Spain. Oh, wow. Yes, it was an uh, international hospitality school uh, called Leroche, like very, very like high upscale uh, mm. uh, level. And um, yeah, of course, I, I chose studying. <laughs> this was like very, uh, you say, like dream come true. Mm. Like it was like really like big. I didn't even dream at this time live abroad. I just wanted to study abroad. I would never imagine that I actually end up moving, you know, like 100% of it's like, mm. I would never even imagine this at that point. Uh, it was just like a dream go to study. And uh, it was very hard. 
I mean, it was very hard to accomplish this dream. Like, like any, you know, life dreams, uh, it's, I mean, you have to pass uh, so, so many steps to do it. Uh, starting, I mean, like from uh, documents, from, the, from a list of documents you have to collect. Mm-hmm. It took me like four months uh, just to collect the whole paperwork. And because, I mean, first of all, Russian passport, it's like the worst one you can have. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot uh, travel to Europe without visa. I cannot travel to States, to Canada, to like pretty much anywhere. So if you had a friend in Houston, you couldn't go visit if you wanted to? Oh, no. Whoa. I so- actually just recently was a refused a USA visa. You, you recently what? I was uh, refused a uh, visa. Oh, refused? Yes. Oh, I applied was... for a tourism visa because I wanted to go for my honeymoon in uh, Hawaii. Yeah. And I was uh, refused. Wow. <laughs> what was the reason? Um, that I don't have enough ties with my country. You don't have enough ties to your home country, yes. Russia? Yeah. I was like, yeah, because I don't live there anymore. <laughs> But they wanted you to have ties, more tie to Russia so that you could travel to the United States? I don't understand. I think they were like kind of scary that I'm, you know, just jumping from country to country and uh, I was just a stand in the US when I go there for vacation. You know how it happens. You know, go yeah. for vacation, you overstay your visa and yeah. then you are your citizen. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So that's what uh, they were probably scared of. Yeah. So you go to the consulate here in Playa del Carmen? Uh, no, I had to go to Merida. I had to travel to Merida, uh, apply, pass an interview, and an interview that... No, it was actually the weirdest interview ever. I mean, It was like, the what? The weirdest... Uh, weirdest? Ever. Like, they didn't ask me for any paper, for any... Uh, like, nothing, you know, like, no bank statement, no my paper from work, uh, nothing at all. The only question I got, it was... Uh, uh, what's my uh, purpose of a travel? Uh, if I'm uh, single, I mean, at this time I was officially single because we were about to get married with my husband, so like mm-hmm. I c- couldn't like show any proof. And um, if I, and then there was like the random question uh, she asked me if I'm from uh, uh, Ukraine or Russia. I was like, I'm from Russia. I was like, you have my passport in your arms. I mean, it's obviously I didn't say it, but I was like, I'm from Russia. And she was like, oh, but you were born in Ukraine and after you moved to Russia. I was like, no, I was born in Russia. I was like, okay, tell me what I have to tell you. So. Yeah, so you think she was trying to catch you in a lie? I don't know. I don't. I was like, what's better for me if I'm Ukrainian <laughs> or I'm Russian? Yeah. I was like, no, I was born in Russia. So she looked on me like very like skeptically and I was like, no, sorry, like this time you don't have. Uh... She told you to your face? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> didn't give you, you the your, your, your application is not approved. No, they didn't actually do, do anything, but they have it in the system right now. So yeah, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like coming back to going study to Spain. So it was like the huge list of paperwork. Uh, like it took me four months to collect. Like uh, all, you know, like even medical tests, you know, like the um, like reports that I didn't have any crime committed, mm-hmm. uh, like so, so much stuff. I mean, besides, you know, like payments and uh, all this and like an exam I had to pass to go to this university, like everything. And um, that's uh, at this time uh, I actually got uh, very big help from uh, uh, very like motivational help from uh, one of her books like you know like it, it tells that uh, like right book uh, comes at the right time yeah which book was it? Uh, it was uh, Alchemist of Paolo Coelho sure it's I mean a world famous yep. uh, I mean it, and it changed and it helped me so much. Not even like the book itself, just from its, uh, just from like two first pages from the introduction. Mm-hmm. It was like, you I've had been me on, at hello. <laughs> it got you were gripped after those first few pages. <laughs> it got you. Yeah, it, it's got me. It's like changed everything. It was my like, uh, I don't know, light guided light uh, from <laughs> right. uh, the process I had. So it says, you know, like I met a lot of people who didn't even never had a 
courage, you know, like not not money, not uh, opportunities, but courage to travel. Like, for example, my husband's parents, they came on our wedding and they are almost 60s. It was their first time outside of their city. Wow. They are from uh, Montreal, like a next, like some city next uh, to Montreal in Canada. Mm. They never took a plane for 60 years. Wow. So my mother-in-law got on her first plane to go to our wedding in Mexico. <laughs> How about that? That's crazy. So it's, and it's not about it today. They have a house, they have like cars and everything. They just never yeah. tried to travel. And uh, I also know people who wanted same, like in my city, who wanted so badly to go study abroad. When they saw the list of paperwork, they refused. They mm. were like, oh no, oh my gosh, it's impossible to collect it. Yeah. And they never even tried. So what came next? You go to Spain to travel, and then, so that was your first year after college was Spain? Uh, yeah, so when I yes, finished college, I went to Spain. Uh, in Spain, uh, I spent uh, one year mm -hmm. of studying, and then I went to Thailand for internship for six months um. on the Phuket. And that was with a hotel chain? Yes, it okay. was with a banyan tree, like the banyan tree, yeah, sure. very famous uh, Asian chain, beautiful, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, I was, so when I moved in Spain, I was 21. Of course, it was like studying, <laughs> but mostly it was like lifetime experience of, yeah. uh, you know, like living abroad, enjoying my life. And uh, Thailand, the uh, same, you know, like a lot of travel, a lot of, uh, oh, parties and uh, it was just uh, outstanding yeah uh, and uh, after Tha Thailand uh, I just uh, come back in uh, Russia just for a while because I wanted to come back in Spain and then I just got my mind you know like switched around and I decided to go to Canada mm. and you went to Vancouver to Vancouver okay. yes in Canada I spent uh, six months uh, it was just like actually was going in an English school. I just really wanted to go in Canada and um, I didn't have like any options to apply uh, except actually applying for study because they would not give me visa for just even for visiting neither mm. because it's like I chose the worst time to apply. It was during a war in Ukraine. Oh. So to go for my student visa, I had to wait approval for six months. And you're talking about the annex of Crimea? That, yes, okay. exactly, this wow. one. So, and I was going just for six months to study in Canada mm. for like English school. And uh, I had to wait for six months uh, to be approved. I already was like, oh, come on, like just say me no and I'm gonna choose another country, you know? And we're going to talk about money in a little bit here, but how were you able to support yourself? Did your parents still help you a little bit and then you worked? Like my, my parents were helping me, but like after Thailand, like in Thailand when I was actually doing an internship, I was uh, working, uh, so I uh, got pretty good money there. And um, in a, like, I mean, yes, like my parents were supporting me a mm -hmm. lot of this part, but it's also because when I was studying in uh, my, um, in uh, Russia, in my college, I was studying for free. <laughs> for four years because I uh, passed the exam, you know, I had a gr uh, high grades uh, and uh, there is a program, you know, like if you hit like, if you, like, they give like, let's say six free places to study, you have to hit a specific score to apply for it, uh, but if you apply, you, you study for free. Oh, wow. So I saved like tons of money for my parents for like four years of my education. So of course they were very happy to help me with my uh, traveling and my pass, you know, oh, like that's later. awesome. And he was pushing you so much to learn English that he didn't mind, I'm sure, that you were going to Canada. I mean, the fact that you were so far from home as long as you were pursuing a career. I mean, it was like they were very were also supportive and pushy for me to, you know, to travel and to live abroad. But of course, like uh, after like my mom, she was like missing and she was like, oh, I don't know if I made the right decision, you know, mm. like you so far, especially when I decided to move in uh, Mexico, which was completely like 
out of nowhere <laughs> just because I was in Canada my visa was finishing and I was like uh, I don't know where to go I don't want to come back in Russia I don't want to go to Asia uh, Europe I mean forget about it with my passport <laughs> mm-hmm. so I was like where else can I go and I was like oh Mexico and that's so, how you ended up here yeah I called my mom and uh, because I was looking for a job in Canada and I couldn't find anything and I I called her and I was like, oh, mom, I found a job. She was like, oh, great. Like, is it far away from your home? I was like, oh, it's actually not in uh, Vancouver. She was like, what What do you mean it's not in Vancouver? Like, it's what, Calgary or Kelowna? Or I was like, oh, no, it's not in Canada. It's in Mexico. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> Mexico was like, yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> and you did it. And I just did it. And yes. so you met your husband in Vancouver before you came to Mexico? That's like the craziest, like, destiny face uh, story. So mm-hmm. uh, we actually lived in Vancouver for three months in the same city in the same time. Mm-hmm. We never met. Whoa. We met on the first day when I arrived in Mexico. Wow. <laughs> That's great. So, like, uh, people who say that destiny doesn't exist, that we don't, you know, like, everything happens, like, by accident bullshit <laughs> like I could not you know like go all the way from Vladivostok to Playa del Carmen <laughs> to meet my husband <laughs> so I'm sure you dated Russian guys when you first started dating of how how are Russians different from Canadians oh huge difference yeah. uh, yes um, not to I just don't want to offend anyone <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, first of all for example in uh, Russia military is uh, mandatory mm. so like uh, every man he has to go in a uh, military so like uh, that's why Russian made men a little bit like tougher and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and we still have this um, you know like man is the main person in the family, you know, like man decides, uh, the woman is just for being pretty and being in the kitchen and (laughs) yes, like that was one of the uh, reasons I actually broke, I had a long relationship for three years uh, with my uh, ex-boyfriend back in Russia before I moved in uh, Spain. Um, We started dating when we were like 18, of course, like we it's just like dating, we're having fun, everything is great, uh, you know, just emotions. Uh, we don't talk about, uh, you know, responsibilities and uh, future, etc. And then when we, like, after three years, we started talking about, you know, like, things about, like, work, about how, you know, like, because we also were kind of we're planning to get married and all that stuff. I remember one day, like, he was not working. Like, we started living together. He was not working yet. He was just looking for a job and he had like this mindset that I would never work for anyone you know I want my own stuff like I'm better than being like employee you know so so he just didn't work Mm. and you're (laughs) not having that so he was like too good you know like to work on someone so he just decided not to work at all Mm. (laughs) and me I was um working in a travel agency, you know, like office hours, you know, like, so, I mean, still coming back from work, you know, tired. And, and I messaged him one day, like, I just, like, so remember this uh, situation so well. Um, I messaged him, uh, I was, like, so tired, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to come home, you know, like, I'm going to have, like, my... Uh, dinner ready, you know, like the jacuzzi with like flowers, bottle of wine, you know, like just, you know, like I wasn't even serious. I was just like joking, you know, like as it, I want him to prepare me like some romantic, uh, like romantic night. On which uh, I received the answer. It was like, like, what the hell is this? Like, what are you talking about? I was like, I mean, what do you mean I'm, I'm just like joking, but I mean, I'm, I'm hungry, you know, like, can you cook something or... He was like, hell no. He was like, I would never go in the kitchen. Wow. So like, I'm arriving home. He was like, he woke up like at 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm arriving home, starving like crazy, very tired, you know, like, he would not make me a sandwich. Mm. He was like, 
I'm like, that's a woman job. He was like, I would never go in the kitchen. I would never cook. I would never clean. I was like, so let's uh, imagine situation. We both uh, work, you know, like we have, we have family, we're married, we're both working. We're coming back home. Like we left home like at 8 a.m. We're coming back home at 6 p.m. What I'm doing and what you're doing. He was like, I mean, well, you make a dinner, like you you clean a house. Me, I'm just gonna like, I don't know, watch TV, have a drink. <laughs> I was like, and it was not, I mean, I'm talking about this right now, like in a funny way, but it was like a huge, you know, like <laughs> a, a huge yeah. deal. Like you're screaming on each other. And he was like, well, uh, I mean, uh, you cook, you clean, you wash a uh, floor, you like, uh, you wash your clothes, uh, you go for grocery, like, uh, I'm just, like, you know, going to relax because, like, I mean, that's a woman uh, things to do. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So you, you were like, I was I'm like, out. I'm definitely going to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that was, like, a big thing. Like, even now it's uh, better, you know, like, and, and it's, like, uh, that's, like, the funny things, uh, like a joke they sell about Russian men that like uh, only Russian men uh, that's what that's what they still do have that's what a big a huge difference with Canadian I had to teach my husband for like really teach for like six months to open me a door <laughs> to give me a hand when I uh, get out of the car mm -hmm. like to I don't know to carry my bag uh, because he was like no, like in Canada, women, they don't want us to do it, you know, like the very feminism is so like strong. So I was like, no, I still want it. Like my father, you know, like he was always gentleman, you know, and the Russian men, they very, very like old style regarding, you know, like bringing the bags, like opening your door, like carrying you in the arm, you know, like even like on the stairs, like I remember when the elevator didn't work, my father carried my mom on the 11th floor. Mm. But he can only rush in my hand, open the door for you and tell hurry up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, the funny thing about it. So you and your husband both work here, right? So mm -hmm. you work for a hotel and does he work also for a hotel or a travel? He worked for a travel uh, agency, like Canadian ones. So he mostly have like a Canadian uh, customers. Uh, and he's, uh, he works in sales, uh, like selling tours, excursions, parks. Uh, at the same time, also like doing some guest service, like helping guests uh, with a flight, with their like customer service. Very cool. And so I'm curious if a couple wanted to move here, how much money can you live on every month? Like, honestly, right now it's uh, changing a lot. It's uh, becoming a bit more expensive. Uh, when we moved four years ago, like it was apartment was so cheap. Now, especially regarding like real estate, it's so booming. There's so many places. So, and the prices like going pretty high. Mm. We still like, but uh, just because we have like a long-term contract, uh, we rent uh, ridiculously low because like we rent apartment, one bedroom with a pool on a rooftop, three blocks from uh, ocean uh, for $500 a month. Wow. And is that a studio or is that a one, one bedroom? bedroom? One bedroom. Okay. One bedroom. Yes. So it is not expensive. I mean, at all comparing, I mean, with U.S. and uh, Canadian prices, but uh, because we've been on this apartment already for two years, mm -hmm. now, uh, like, I doubt you're going to find uh, something like this for the same price. So if you had to move three months from now, what would you do? If they kicked Ooh. you out of that apartment? I hope they won't. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, oof, I don't know. I mean, we still... Probably, I mean, definitely we will have to find something more expensive. Yeah. I still want, I still do like live in the center, like mm -hmm. close to the ocean, close to the Fifth uh, Avenue, which is like this main walking street. So uh, we will still st stay in center, but we will definitely have to pay more. Mm. But apartment here is all gorgeous. They're all uh, brand new. They're all like very nice located. All like, if you see like from the top, like, all each single building has like a rooftop, you know, so with a pool, so it's so nice and cool, so it's mm -hmm. definitely worth it. 
Yeah, and you can't build higher than five stories, like, right? So everything. Some of them, I think, already starts in building a little bit higher, maybe like six, but still everything like five, six floors. Yeah, it's the, the highest one. Yeah. Okay. So your rent is five hundred dollars a month. Do you have a car? Yes. Oh. Uh, we just bought a car. I mean, like very like cute little uh, Chevy. Uh, and I why? Mean, why did you buy a car? Because I know you got along without one for a long time. What made you finally uh, buy a car? Because right now my, my uh, husband worked, uh, he needs to move a lot. He always changes hotels like every week and some hotels, you know, like almost all the way down to Akumal, which is like 40 minutes uh, drive. Mm -hmm. You definitely cannot do it uh, without car. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, definitely if we just stay like in the downtown, we don't even uh, bring a car because it's impossible to park. Oh, we prefer really? to walk, mm -hmm. but if you want to go to like uh, Tulum or do like some activities around, uh, the car is, uh, yes. And do yeah. you do that? Do you take trips to Tulum or you mentioned Merida earlier, mm -hmm. Akumal, do you go on overnight trips with your husband to where you get maybe uh, two days in a row? together yes. off in a yes, week? Yes, like we try to do it like as much as possible to actually enjoy, uh, uh, enjoy, you know, like benefits of living here. Uh, for like one night trip, it's a perfect like uh, Bacalar, which is this beautiful lagoon lake, especially right now because of the seaweed, we have to like avoid uh, beach pretty much and find another new ways of uh, nice uh, location to enjoy. So uh, Bacalar is a very beautiful lake. It's a lake of uh, seven colors where you can do kayaking, you can do snorkeling. They have a uh, gorgeous uh, sunsets there. Uh, and you can uh, rent like a little bungalow right on a lagoon. Mm. So that's very beautiful. Spell that for me. Bacalar, it's a B-A-C-A-L-E. A R Bacalar. Okay. That's I'm gorgeous place. Uh, then what else? Uh, Albash. Albash. It's uh, island uh, passing by Isla Mujeres. That has still gorgeous beach. Like I mean, mm. right now, if you want to come around this area for the beach, it should be islands mm. like Isla Mujeres and Albash. Beautiful white sand, no seaweed because of their location. The mm -hmm. seaweed doesn't, it like passes by, it doesn't stuck on the coast. Yeah. So it's very beautiful. Albash also very famous by sunsets as well. And it's completely, it's more still virgin. Mm -hmm. You like uh, around to get around on the island, you only have golf carts and bicycles. <laughs> so that's beautiful, beautiful. That is awesome. Yes. Do y'all ever go and stay in an all inclusive just for the heck of it? Uh, we do like uh, just one night. I mean, we cannot we cannot stay more than one night on all inclusive. We like we like to move. We like to do stuff around. Uh, mm -hmm. So just like one night to really like be a beach potato. <laughs> beach potato. <laughs> do nothing. Just like drinks and uh, eat. Uh, yes, but no, we don't do it often. We prefer more like uh, outdoor uh, adventure. I want to ask you some quick fun questions. Uh -huh. Your answers don't have to be quick, but. Do you have a favorite book? Yeah, like several. Really? Yes. Okay, so you mentioned The Alchemist earlier. Alchemist, yes. That's the one that was life-changing for you. Mm -hmm. Are there any other books that have really impacted the way you view the world or how you live or how you think? I really love stories. I think mm -hmm. we all have to learn on the, you know, on the stories more. Like, I don't really like, like, my husband loves, you know, like, all this book, uh how to become successful, top 10, uh, I don't know, do these 10 things and you wake up a millionaire, like all these kind of things. Like I, I personally don't like it. I prefer more like uh, stories to learn, like on example of uh, people of our grandparents, uh, how, you know, like, so you don't make same mistakes uh, or, you know, like you, so like, I really, really love though, uh, Dan Brown. Oh, uh, yeah. I read, like, I think all of his books. Me too. Uh, Which is your favorite? The Da Vinci Code? Ooh. Um, I think, like, the one I read, the most, the most like, favorite <laughs> they become. Like, so I just recently uh, read the Origin. What is it? Origin. Origin. Origin, which is, like, uh, mind-blowing, you know, very about our modern world and everything. But I think my favorite one is Inferno. 
Really? I like and Deception really, Point. Well, I like Deception Point the, is super cool. Like, it's very yeah, different, though, yeah. yes. Uh, but uh, Inferno, I think it's my favorite one also because of the Italy mm-hmm. and, like, the paintings and art and this, like, Dante hell. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, very, very love it. Awesome. And, like, the point itself about overpopulation of a planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I packed a suitcase strictly for books for this trip, so I don't mind paying the uh, baggage fee because I always say that the books, having the books with me is more worth more to me than what the $25 or $50 mm-hmm. would be in my pocket. So I packed books for my wife, and two of them are um, The Da Vinci Code, which she mm-hmm. finished when we were in San Miguel de Ende, and she's reading Angels and Demons right now. Angels and Demons is also great. How do you, like, I read a book, it's like, it's my favorite book. He makes another one, I was like, it's my favorite book. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that way too. If I read an author that I like, I will read everything that they everything, write. Everything, yes, yeah. completely. That's cool. Do you have a favorite podcast? Honestly, I've never listened to any podcast. Really? So when you offered me this, I was like, what? I mean, I know it because my husband actually listens a lot of them. And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> so you've never listened to the Man Overseas podcast? I mean, I've listened to yours. <laughs> I'm like, when you invited me, so I had to, <laughs> to listen some. Nice. And it's, it's interesting. I liked it. Oh, good. Yes. Well, maybe you'll tune in more. <laughs> What story do you hope to tell your grandkids about your 30s? About my 30s? You're 26? Seven. 27. Yes. Oh, about my 30s. Oh, my gosh. Now it's like, how do you see yourself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three years. And you had a real interview um, today, right? They probably asked you questions that were like, where do you see yourself in five years? Or Do they ask honestly, that question still? Yes. Yeah, they do. Yes. I, they actually ask her shorter terms right now. Oh. I think people change with more their decisions uh, nowadays. Yeah, people job hop a lot more mm-hmm. than they used to. Uh, yeah, they used to sometimes even ask like six months. <laughs> How do you Whoa. see yourself in six months? In this area, that makes sense. <laughs> like uh, I ju- just got like this interview today and yeah, they asked me like, so you were not planning to live in six months? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, no, I hope so. If you hire me, <laughs> I won't. <Right. laughs> uh, so honestly, and I think like nowadays, that's what people are looking for. It's a freedom. And that's what I would love to see myself like in my 30s is to be free. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I love my job. You know, I do. I really love it. Like I always wanted a career and I'm pretty successful in it right now. But I kind of want, you know, like probably put career on the side I can always come back to career if I want. Like you don't lose your professional skills uh, when you need them, but you lose your your being young and uh, your time and your opportunities. And nowadays, probably even world, you know, like I want to see as much as possible while you know, like all this oceans are clean, you know, like uh, Notre Dame de Paris, still <laughs> lucky that I've seen it before. So such things you know so I really really want like in my 30s to be able to like give up everything and go for a big adventure mm. so if you had one place to go what would, what would it be uh, Europe definitely all of Europe mm. I've been in France Spain and Belgium Italy is my dream for like years and years and years like I so wanted that's why I'm also like working so hard right now to be here in Mexico because I can uh, actually get uh, Mexican nationality soon and uh, get a passport. Mm. And with, uh, who could imagine Mexican passport better than Russian, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I can actually start uh, traveling more. Very so cool. like Europe, definitely. Uh, Bali. Mm. Have you been to Bali yet or no? No, not yet. Mm. Really want to do Bali. Uh, states. I mean, I've never been in states like Hawaii. It's incredible. I, I mean, all states. It's uh, so uh, incredible. So different. Like New York, Chicago, Utah, mm-hmm. like California. So so completely different uh, things to see. Peru. Like I mean, Peru. I think it's my uh, next uh, year destination. Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. Yes, because like. 
you never come back same from a travel. That is so true. Never. Like each single travel changes you so much. Even like you recently went on a honeymoon and we come back like different people. Mm. Like just like one week on a honeymoon, like who would, uh, you know, like imagine it's just we shoot like, I don't know, stick on an all-inclusive, uh, doing nothing for a week. No, we've done so many things and it's like changed our mind so much. So we were like, okay, well, I think we have to, you know, like we got to like stop boring a little bit here in Playa del Carmen mm. because it's easy life here. Yeah, It's easy. Like here it's like tranquilo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like how you can describe life in Playa del Carmen, it's easier. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, just like, oh, you know what? Like, we have to come back in a row. Like, me, I used to leave a country every six months. Like, six months, six months, six months, six months. Like, I had one luggage. <laughs> like, one luggage. Like, now I was like, okay, like, I want to, I don't know, live somewhere else. Like, I have to sell so much stuff. Like, and we still, like, try to live so minimalistic because we, like, I mean, you create opportunities, you don't look for opportunities, but like if we have one, let's say, if someone give me right now, I don't know, French visa and tell like, oh, go to work to France, tomorrow you're not going to see me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we take for granted in the States how easy it is to travel different places. Yes, yeah. it's uh, incredible. Like to go in Canada, I have to actually fly to another city to pass a medical exam. Wow. Because uh, like only there was like a certified clinic which could uh, make the approval. Mm-hmm. Like pass like blood exam, you know, mm-hmm. to go to travel to a country. <laughs> Next fun quick question. If someone dropped $200,000 in your lap tomorrow, what would you do? What would you do with the money? I mean, I think my previous question <laughs> pretty much answered it. I mean, definitely travel. Yeah. Definitely travel, definitely like uh, help, like leave some for my parents, you know, like I, one of my goals also is to move my family like to some place where, which, where I get like and uh, get end up in the end because yeah, I really want, I don't want them to get old in Russia. Unfortunately, mm. the care of uh, certain age people there is not nice mm. not at all so I'm, your dad is still working yes okay my, my, my parents are pretty young my, my mom she's 45 my father he's 47 your mom is 45 yes oh wow okay. no wonder you look like sisters <laughs> <laughs> yeah my mom she's 45 wow I mean in Russia like still even now or like you have to get married like at 21. Mm. If you're like 25, you don't have kids, you're like out of market. Oh, out of market. <laughs> <laughs> like you are like, can forget about uh, getting married or. <laughs> oh, that's cool. What are you most grateful for? Uh, I think, I mean, for, for the life I have now, you know, like sometimes, you know, like when we start complaining you know that like oh you know like it's so hot here in Playa del Carmen uh, it's uh, so humid you know like uh, ocean getting dirtier like and uh, I don't know it took me to go from work uh, 20 minutes instead of 15 minutes like uh, damn traffic you know it's like remember Russia <laughs> like minus 30 you know like it takes two hours in the traffic jam uh, every way to go to work. Mm-hmm. I used to work in Russia shift of 24 hours. You worked for 24 hours straight? Yes, straight. With not, without sleeping? Without sleeping. Why would you do that? Because it was like one of the most paid uh, receptionist job actually. It was more, more like one of the highest uh, upscale uh, hotel there. Wow. So you were and doing talking, it for the money. And, and talking, uh, yeah. And putting some of it away, hopefully. So yes, exactly. It was right before Canada, actually. Like when I stuck, you know, waiting for Canadian visa, I have to make, I mean, I was like, okay, I, I was planning to stay in Russia just for two months. And when I end up uh, waiting for six months, I was like, okay, I have to work. I cannot just like vacationing for like doing nothing for like eight months. So that was like one of the highest paid job. And I'm talking about highest pay for this job, I was getting... Oof, let me just calculate very fast. <laughs> How much was it? 
it was like seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars US a month. Wow. For twenty-four hours uh, straight shift. Whoa. And it was like uh, high paid. That's why, like with a hospitality degree from Spain, like I would never continue working in Russia. Mm. That is so interesting. I told you this hour would fly by, and I told you that it would be fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, I don't even know what time is it now. <laughs> I know, time is flying. We're late for dinner. but Oh, um, yeah, like uh, I told you the restaurant is going to be closed. <laughs> yeah. So how can people connect with you online? How can they find you? Uh, I mean, mostly, like, I really trying to um, stay uh, more, like, in touch on the Instagram because I really, really like photography, you know, like, the place I live here is so beautiful. Uh, and that's why I mostly post, you know, like, all tips uh, if you travel in Mexico and uh, all my uh, pictures from traveling here, the best places to visit. In, in Instagram, it's uh, va, like, V-A, Anders, no, pardon, oh my gosh, uh, it's uh, actually... Because I just taught you the word underscore right before we started. Yeah, 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 no, it's, uh, yes, it's, it is, it's a V-A underscore Julia, Julia, it's like J-U-L-I-A. Okay, perfect. Va yes. Julia. Okay, so they will follow you on Instagram. I appreciate yeah, you joining me. I, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I think no, our listeners did. did a lot. They learned a lot, I'm sure. Folks, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can share it with a friend. We're now on iTunes, Spotify, and many of the other podcast platforms. So if you want to follow my, my adventures, I am at man underscore overseas on both Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, folks.